Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years, and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. I think we're pleased with the results and the outcome of the game, but it took us 20-25 minutes to get going. Uh, I thought we were second best for, for the opening period, for sure. St Mirren started the game really aggressive on the front foot. Uh, we knew it was going to be a challenging game. We just had to be patient and make sure we controlled the game, which I thought we did. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Hosted by Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson and Mark Weedy. Listen live weeknights from five. Talking Scottish football first. Let's go! weekend it's been football wise and breaking news Barry Ferguson we've sorted the Christmas night out in the last 30 seconds yeah I was getting excited there they were talking for a good 5 or 10 minutes and thankfully we've sorted their date so looking forward to it looking forward to getting out with the guys and having a a good day Mark have you been to Las Vegas Nevada (laughs) (laughs) it's the the first time with a Christmas night one in October one in November one in December can't wait then I warm down in January brilliant it's that that time of year isn't it Uh, as Rangers go three points clear with Alfredo Morelos finally bagging his 100th goal in the 2-1 win over St Mirren yesterday Celtic make it four wins in a row 2-0 victory on Saturday over St Johnson now just four points off the champions and yep he might be on 10 million a year but would you want to be in the shoes of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer under pressure there at Manchester United after a 5-0 thrashing Barry wasn't it at the hands of Liverpool yeah it was a absolute doing um, if I'm being honest with you um, I, I thought Liverpool would have won the game but no as convin- uh, convincingly as, as that I thought they were all over the place um, Liverpool Mo Salah different class and they thoroughly deserved their win so it was a a difficult day uh, for Man United um, Ole Gunnar uh, Solskjaer obviously under pressure now um, which you don't like seeing with managers but listen that's the game we're in Man who's under pressure Alfredo Morales he got his goal yesterday what do you make of the 100th goal and a tribute to him in his four years at Rangers yeah that's been all the talk Paul um, getting his 100th goal um, it wasn't a vintage performance by Rangers um, I thought St Mern were the better team the first 25 minutes Rangers then come into it and obviously get the two goals end of the first half so it was great for Morelos to get that 100th goal um, it's been probably praying on his mind um, but it was a good finish, good header and a good three points at a difficult place. It's going to be some weak mark, isn't it? Because Hibs up against Celtic. Celtic rejuvenated Hibs uh, on a really poor run and uh, Wednesday night, Easter Road. Yeah, it'll be a cracking uh, 90 minutes of Celtic looking to, to keep the run going. Jack Ross, um, another defeat for Hibernian at Pataudry. I didn't see that one coming, Paul. Aberdeen um, ending that 10-game um, run without uh, a victory. And they now go to, to Ibrox um, and Rangers, again, not playing particularly well yesterday but getting the three points and congratulations to Alfredo Morelos on the 100th goal quite an achievement and he responded to the challenge laid down by him in public from his manager and he responded in the perfect way so good management from Stephen Gerrard Yep I think a lot of people thought maybe he was going to get left out of the team but the manager stuck by him and um, 
that was a, the correct decision. He got that that vital winner. Um, look, but we all know that he's he's not in the best of form. Um, but listen, it was getting that hundredth goal, and I'm sure I'm sure now over the coming games and coming months that he'll start to get on the score sheet more um, regularly for, for Rangers. Do you think the manager had almost threatened him with his place and he responded then, yesterday? I, I think it's one of the ones the managers maybe just sat him down and, and says, listen, I need more from you. Because um, his performance is, let's be honest, over the last couple of weeks, um, I've not been good enough. Uh, you, you see the type of season they had last season. Fantastic. Great goal-scoring record. Certainly in Europe, so it was one of the ones. For, look, all, I've always said about Morelos, he, he's a top striker. He's just going through one of the, the stages in your career. Um, and now the monkey's off his back, we're getting that 100th goal. And that, that was the main thing for him. But as I said, Paul, I'm sure now he'll go on a, a goal-scoring run and, and score many goals this season for Rangers, hopefully. And Mark, he joins a, a distinguished club at Ibrox with uh, Ali McCoist, Chris Boyd, Derek Johnson, Kenny Miller. And just a few others. Yeah, yeah, he's he's in good company, and um, you know I think we were saying this time last week that you know perhaps it's it's, it's preying on his mind with a bit of anxiety just to get that one. And you look at it, okay, yeah, the finish was inside the six yard box, but it was a good reflex, it was a good reaction. He got his head on it to put it away because I think we all expected um, was it McCarthy or Shaughnessy to clear it, and he didn't. And um, you know Morelos is is reacted well, so a good, a really good finish um, from him, and across the city. Paul uh, Giacomakis beautiful finish um, from him as well he he looks apart you can see why he scored so many goals in Dutch football he was a top scorer uh, last season and a physical presence as well Paul that you can tell he's got a bit about him so he brings a different dimension uh, to that Celtic attack I want to ask you both about that because Davy Proven here in Go Radio yesterday was saying why is Kyogo not being played down the middle because Giacomakis has come in I, I was speaking to Mark about that just before we came into the, the studio for me I think a lot of managers will be happy with Kyogo playing out wide. Now it's a dilemma for um, Postacoglu. Does he now try and find a shape to play both up top? Because um, Mark is clearly as a as a goal scorer. But for me, Kyogo through the middle causes all sorts of problems. I think if you're an opposition manager and he's playing out wide, you're a happy manager. Mark, how big is it going to be for Giacomakis, do you think, to score in his full debut for the first time? There's a huge crowd there on Saturday and it seems the crowd are right behind Postacoglu and what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, there's, um, you know, the, the atmosphere inside Celtic Park from the Celtic supporters towards the team, there's no doubt um, that they're, they're, they're willing uh, their team on. I think uh, Giacomakis, you look at his finish, Paul, he's just taking a wee step back, a nice angle, good, de- good delivery. And uh, he's put it away well. Xander Clark um, had no chance, but I think he also linked the play in well too. And like I say, just something different because you look at Abada or Jota or Kyogo. Yes, of course, Kyogo is without doubt the number one striker um, at Celtic. There's no doubt about that. He's the best in the business. But Jackie Marcus offers something different. But I would be interested to see if Postacoglu can find a way if if Kyogo can maybe drop deeper rather than a wider area mm. and and just behind Giacomakis or whatever so maybe you need to sacrifice Rogic or, um, or Turnbull under that kind of circumstance but um, it would be interesting to see if he could find a way of pairing the two of them um, together Alright Rangers fans what do you think of uh, Morelis or what do you think of your team ahead of the game with Aberdeen who finally got a, a win their first in 11 games uh, at the weekend so it's a great tie this weekend this week midweek Rangers Aberdeen Hibs against Celtic and we've also got Dundee against Ross County Livy against Dundee United Dundee United absolutely 
phenomenal win for them at the weekend. Motherwell against St Mirren and St Johnson against Hearts. What do you think? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700 Celtic fans. Uh, why is Kyogo not through the middle? And for Rangers fans, what about Morellas? Here's what the manager had to say about the century striker. From his point of view, from a personal point of view, fantastic for, for everyone connected to the club. Obviously, we're all very proud of that. But uh, for me, he needs to go on now and, and have more targets and, and aim for more and be hungry for more goals. You know, he's definitely got the ability and the talent and we'll provide the service for him. He's just got to go and execute. Barry, can you give us some insight? Morellas, people have been saying he looks a bit overweight this season. What do you think? And, and Craig Moore yesterday said he looked to him maybe five to ten kilos overweight. We can't tell. We don't see him in training. What's the, what do you think? I think he's just one of the players that's get, it's heavy set. I mean, I played with a player, um, Charlie Adam, where a lot of people say, oh, he looks overweight. If you go and see Charlie Adam in a dressing room, he's top off. He wasn't. He, he, he was a fit, fit man, mm -hmm. I think. Morelos is in that sort of category. Um, look, he, he's clearly... I think people are going in terms of he's overweight because he's, he's um, lost the form, Paul. No scoring goals. Um, I just think he's one of the players. Look, every player can get a bit fitter. I'm sure Steven Gerrard would want Morelos to get a bit fitter, but I don't think he's massively overweight, if I'm being honest with you. He carries a bit of timber, but I've played with a number of players who have carried that wee bit of timber, as I just mentioned mm. there. But everybody says about Charlie Adam. Chris Boyd was another mm. example. People would say he was a bit heavy, but he knew where the back of the net was. Um, that was just his body shape. That was... Um, part of it um, so well, I, I don't think he's as bad as people are making out you think this could be the spark for him to kick on now only six goals so far yeah. for your top striker you're looking for what 10 by this time of the season yeah you, you, you would think so Paul and you look at some of the chances he has missed but you know then again for me the interesting comments from the manager yes praising him delighted for him and a great achievement to go and get 100 goals but right away the challenge was put down again go and get more and what do they say? We'll create the chances for you. You need to execute them. So again, there's no doubt in Alfredo Morelos' ability. Just sometimes I think that going reading between the lines of what the manager's saying, sometimes it's maybe just the application and you need to keep on top of him. He makes sure he's hungry for 90 minutes, make sure he's a team player for 90 minutes. And now that he's got that goal on Sunday, he might just, if there has been a wee bit of loss of confidence in front of goal, that should spark him again. But against Aberdeen at Ibrox on uh, Wednesday night, Paul, a full house there, nearly 50,000 Rangers supporters. Perfect stage for Morelos yeah. to, to, to go out and do the business. But Aberdeen will come to Glasgow now, I'm sure, with a wee spring in their step after getting that result on Saturday. Barry, four minutes into the game yesterday and one of the goals of the season from Conor Ronan. Yeah, he's a player that's impressed me. Um, Jack Gorton from Wolves. He's been out and loan at a, a number of clubs, but every game I've watched St Man. He stood out, real good footballer, uh, the boy. Uh, can pass the ball, can control the ball, can get about the pitch. And what a strike. What, what a strike it was. Um, and a great start for St Mern. And, and I thought after that, for 20 minutes or so after that, St Mern were in control of the game. It took Rangers a bit of time. I don't know whether it was, that obviously, the game on Thursday took a lot out of them. Um, maybe that's the case. But as the game went on, Rangers came into it and obviously got, got that penalty. Um, that kicked him on and obviously Morelos getting his 100th goal um, getting at half time 2-1 up and I thought then Rangers seen the game out um, to go back to Ibrox with the three points Here's what the manager felt afterwards I think we're pleased with the result and the outcome of the game but it took us 20-25 minutes to get going uh, I thought we were second best for, for the opening period for sure St Mirren started the game really aggressive on the front foot 
and with a better team for, for 20, 25 minutes. Considered a, a poor goal from our point of view, a square pass. To be fair to the kid, it's an excellent finish. Of course, he played well throughout the game, but from that moment, our reaction and our character was, was top draw. We've, we've managed to flip the game for half-time and we've managed the second half really well. Mark, it was some afternoon for Stephen Gerrard, wasn't it? 2-1 win, increased the lead at the top of the table and then watched the derby, Man U-Liverpool. Yeah, it was a great uh, a great afternoon um, for him. And most importantly was for Rangers to, to win the game because we can see now, Paul, particularly you know, when, when they're coming off the back of Thursday night's um, in Europe it does take it out of you maybe do take a wee, a wee out of you going, but that's why you've got a big squad and, and, and they'll be learning about maybe you know, maybe changing one or two more um, positions but the way I look at it is that's that's what 10th game of the season Wednesday night will round off the sort of first quarter where, where everybody's played everyone wins I don't think Rangers have played particularly well um, You know, I, I've not seen them being consistent in terms of hitting a level that, that they hit last season but the good thing, the positive thing out of that is they are top of the league. They've only lost one game. Yeah, they should have won a couple more, probably Motherwell at home, Hearts at home. But big tests, they've beaten Celtic um, at Ibrox. They've won a couple of games where they've had to, to dig deep and hold on to games. So that is a positive. Um, but I still think come January, it looks as though, uh, and Stephen Gerrard will know better than us because he's working obviously day to day. But from the outside looking in, I think they need a couple of players in in January first team to freshen things up because it maybe looks as if it's just a wee bit tired and, and players need a wee spark as we said if you've got new ones walking into the dressing room yep. it gives everybody a lift doesn't it? it certainly gives everyone a lift and everybody forgets it's not just physically it's mentally these European games that, that they're tough um, and, and it's a quick turnaround Paul from Thursday night to, to Sunday Sunday after, morning yeah Sunday it? morning yeah. basically so it is tough for the players that's why Rangers and Celtic both need to carry big squads because guys could pick up niggles or whatever but as I says it's not just energy levels it's it's mentally these European games take a lot out of you but Mark they would probably have to sell somebody in January if they're going to bring new players in Rangers like any team yeah. the model in Scotland and they yeah. said it during the year Stuart Robertson said it and there's no shame in it the no. model is you have to sell your assets the yeah. players and, and somebody would have to go I would imagine if they're going to bring in you know a star signing in January one or two well, it, it, it depends what you can do and this is where Ross Wilson and the scouting team yeah. and all your contacts Stephen Gerrard as well and his staff you need to be creative so they'll say well look what's you know Steve, Stephen Gerrard highlighted a couple of weeks ago I've not spent a penny in the last two windows certainly transfer fees there's still been big wages been spent in players but in terms of transfer fees so what's your options and he'll know what his budget is right now he'll be aware of what he's got to play with now Paul it might be half a million it might be a million it might be five million you know, you say, listen, if you bring in 10, if you sell a player or two players and you get 10 or 12, you're, you're on 50% of that. 50% needs to go to the club, obviously to service the big wage bill and everything else, and you can get the rest. So it's about being creative. They might have a wee gem where you can go and, if you want to call it for want a better phrase, pull in a favour and go and speak to somebody and say, listen, I'll, I'll take him in loan. I can go and work with him. I can do something and that's with this guy. His contacts are amazing. Yeah, so that's so it depends. It's not, you know. Yeah. As I've said before, it's great to have money. Mm -hmm. It's great to have money to spend. But it's not always about that. Something you've, you've got to be creative, use your contacts. And that's why people are in jobs like Ross Wilson and others. Go and be creative. Go and find one or two. And if you've got three million quid to spend, all the better. See, if you're not, don't moan about it. Go and do your job and get bodies in. What's also important is getting out of this group stage, Europa League. Getting after Christmas creates a bit more finance as well, which will obviously go into the manager's kitty. Um, but it is clear that they may need to to sell one of the, the star assets. Who that's going to be, who 
who knows um, but the most important thing I think for both Rangers and Celtic is getting out of the group stages because it does bring in obviously more money and that more money gets brought in I'm sure the board will hand it over to the manager to go and spend because I think the January transfer window is going to be massive for both of them and as we know in the summer there's a £40 million pot almost certainly there for the champions so whoever wins it Rangers or Celtic or Dundee United or Hearts or whatever £40 million in the Champions League it's massive humongous amount of money um, is that a word? Humongous. It is, isn't it? It's huge. Humongous. Accountability. It's a great word. 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 It's and Steven Gerrard's reputation as a player in Europe is second to none. And as yeah. a manager, he started well, but he would love to do well, as you mentioned, this season in Europa League. And then he wants the Champions League next year. Yeah, listen, I've always said, Paul, you know what I'm going to say here. It's hard to win a title, but the yeah. hardest thing is to retain it. Mm. Uh, and that'll be Rangers' main aim. Listen, going further in Europe's great. Getting the domestic t- uh, cups in the bag is great. But listen, winning the bread and butter, that's a league title. And then what comes with that is, as you just mentioned, that sum of money, £40 million. Barry is smiling after a big win yesterday as well. We haven't mentioned it yet, but the uh, match of the afternoon here in Scotland after the Rangers game was Queen's Park, top of the table, and going into the game unbeaten against Alloa. want to ask you about that. And also, uh, Celtic fans, what do you reckon? We're going to hear from Ange Postacoglu shortly after Celtic's win at the weekend, going in a bit of a run. And Rangers fans, we're looking forward to, to the game on Wednesday. Everyone is we looking forward to all the games on Wednesday night. It's going to be uh, some midweek. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go! Go, 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 go. Radio Football Show, the Monday evening edition. What a week we've got with a great weekend of football. We've got Wednesday night coming up as well. We had Saturday and Sunday. We're here with the Taxi Centre. And we've got Barry Ferguson, Mark Guidi, Paul Cooney and loads of your calls coming in. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Rangers getting the 2-1 win yesterday. It was a good game at uh, the new Love Street at St Mirren Park, as they call it. Then afterwards, we had Queen's Park against Aloha. Barry, a big win for you against the league leaders. Where did it finish up? 4-3? 4-3, yeah, it was a, a, a big, big win for us. It was one of the ones where... If we didn't win the game, Queen's Park went 12 points ahead of us. Um, and obviously, if we won the game, it was um, down to six points. All in all, I thought it was a great advert for League One. Mm. Um, I thought there was a lot of good football, two good football teams, a lot of good players on show, and some excellent goals. Um, so, look, I was absolutely delighted. Going down 3 2 with a minute to go to come back. It was great character for the boys. Um, we kept digging away and plugging away, and eventually, we got that, one, uh, that winner um, in the last. Last kick of the, the the ball basically. So no, a great win because Queen's part of them. But honest with you, are probably the strongest team we have come up against. They're full time. Um, they've got real good players. Yep. Uh, so a big big win for us. And hopefully now this can kick us on because I'm starting to now get players back from um, injury, players back from suspension. So the squad is is pretty healthy. There's good competition for places. And now we need to go on a run and try and get back up that league. Two goals in injury time. It's, it's Fergie time, isn't it? 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was uh, some victory. I was there, uh, Paul. You were at the match, Colin. Yeah, yeah. I nipped along to Furhill yesterday. The, the the spiders against the wasps. Mm. So uh, <laughs> I went along, and you know, he, look, the, the, the talent on, on show, two good footballing uh, teams, some really good players in there as well. Then sitting in the stand, not not far from us is is Paul Hartley, who's travelled down from from Cove to watch Queens Park ahead of next week's game with his assistant Gordon Young, Paul Sheeran. Is in the stand, the Falkirk manager running the rule over it. You've got Alec Cleland, the St Johnston assistant manager, looking at at, um, at Charlie Gilmore, who's in loan at, at Allo. So you know, real good. And and those guys go and see that because they know it's a good, it's a good advert. Um, you know, it's it's yep. it's, it's quality um, for the league. And you know, I just wish that you know you look at the championship as well. What, what we've got in the Scottish Championship, you look at, at League One, you've got four or five full time teams. And it, I wish we could showcase it more, like, like we've been talking about, yeah. whether it's Sky, whether it's another television channel. But I should get these highlights on and, and let's showcase more of, of, our, of our football. Mark, James and I were speaking about it beforehand, the producer. On Wednesday night, Preston against Liverpool in the EFL Cup, the yep. League Cup, is on three different channels. I don't think Hib Celtic or Rangers Aberdeen is live, and it isn't on any of the major channels. So it's just, it, it, there's a lot to be done, yeah, isn't it's there? Disappointing. Yep. It's disappointing. Yeah. That's disappointing. Let's go on the lines now. We've got Jamie is on the line, Celtic fan from Airdrie. Jamie, good evening. Good, good evening, Paul. Uh, good evening, Barry. Good evening, Mark. How you doing, Hi, Jamie. Jamie? Jamie, you'll be happy uh, after the performance and the win on Saturday. What did you make of Gikamakis? Well, I've, I've been happy with our, I've been happy with the last few performances, Paul. Yeah. I think we've been absolutely brilliant. Brilliant going forward. Mm-hmm. I'm still a wee, wee, wee fear at the back a wee bit, but uh, Carter Vickers and Dick, uh, Ka- uh, I can't even read these. Starfield. Carter Vickers and Starfield, they seem to be building a partnership up uh, to, which gets us very well. But I would like to make a couple of points, obviously about Saturday's game I was there, Mm-hmm. And I would like to make a couple of points about where these get against Hibs. Go for it. That's what I On you go. Uh, so, Saturday's game there, I thought we played very, pretty well. Mm-hmm. I, I, did, uh, I think we've played the last couple of games. We had to grind the result out by Tottenham. And we had to, we won it first part quite easily. And obviously we won quite easily Saturday. But the thing being, Paul, if Rangers haven't been there, he's away then, who's yet? Obviously, if we get three points at Easter Road, Darwin, they know to our record Easter Road, but I'm thinking since... Uh, yeah. They yeah. Brendan Rodgers didn't even be there either. No. It's vital they get three points at Easter Road because I think Rangers will beat Aberdeen. Yeah. Do you expect Celtic to beat Hibs on Wednesday? Well, I think that the players will go up one for them that yeah. if Dundee United can score three against Hibs, I'm mm-hmm. sure we're capable of doing it. Barry, what do you make it? Well, Hibs yeah. are struggling. That's three yeah. losses in the trot now. Um, obviously, yeah. the one at Rangers when Portis gets sent off. Mm-hmm. Um, Dundee United at then. home, yep. yep. And obviously Aberdeen at the weekend. So they're, they're not in a good place. I, I fully expect Celtic to go there. Um, and, and get the three points. The only thing will be interesting to see where Kyogo plays. Mm-hmm. Um, I think away from home it would suit yep. Celtic better when playing through the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's more dangerous. Um, but look, for me, Celtic no conceded a goal in three games mm-hmm. either. 
they're obviously that was their Achilles heel last season losing too many goals they've, it looks to me if they've, they've um, sorted that that side out they're always a threat going forward for me they'll always create chances and, and score goals so for me I think Celtic will have too much for Hibs Mark it is strange isn't it Easter Road used to be a pretty happy hunting ground for Celtic mm-hmm. but I mean Hibs were out of the league for a couple of years but I know we go back to it was Virgil van Dijk yeah. was in the team when they last won there in the league yeah. what would you think on Wednesday? It'll be a tough fixture I think every fixture is tough just now because I've said in the programme now for a while Paul you know, I don't think Celtic and Rangers are, are in a, a proper rhythm yet you know, they're getting there particularly Celtic you can see a big improvement in, in the past two or three games um, but you know yeah they've won it Petodre yeah they've won it for part Easter Road is the next challenge if you want to go and win the title you need to go to places like mm-hmm. such as Easter Road and win the game so that's a challenge to um, to uh, Ange Postacoglu and his players uh, they'll certainly not go there with any fear but I would you know I, I would disagree or, or you know just uh, caution Jamie in terms of yeah Dundee United won 3-0 at Easter Road 10 days ago it'll be different to Burning team on Wednesday night that's for sure you know and they're coming on the back of three defeats yes confidence were a bit low but Jack Ross and his staff will have those players right up for it. There'll be a full house at Easter Road and the Hibernian fans will be demanding a performance from the players. So I would probably expect Celtic to nick it, but I don't think it'll be a walkover. And if they are to go and win the game, um, Callum McGregor and the rest of the players will need to be um, in top form uh, for sure. And I think that having watched the game on, on Saturday, but by all accounts, you know, it was a clean sheet for, for Starfelt and, and, and Carter Vickers together. And uh, you know the Celtic supporters are saying you, you can see them getting better week on week together, but still a lot of improvement. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul, I, I, you know, to come from them, I, I still think that it's a partnership that's got a lot of work yeah. um, ahead of it. Celtic fans want Julian back soon. Yeah, but you've yeah. got to remember he's been out since Christmas, mm-hmm. the start of the year. It's going to take Julian a good couple of months to get back up mm-hmm. and running and playing at the level that he's expecting himself. So probably yeah. into next yeah, year. But, yeah, you, you've got to be realistic, mm-hmm. Paul. You, yeah. you can't expect him just to come yeah. straight in and start playing. Yeah. That, that's impossible. I've I've been out with an injury for eight or nine months and you actually don't get don't hit the ground running for another mm-hmm. couple of months when you're actually training day in, day out with the team. You need games of football. So I don't think you can expect Julian to walk straight back into the team. Here's the manager after the game, 2-0 Celtic. Uh, we knew it was going to be a challenging game from the point of view it wasn't going to be open and you know, it was hardly going to be one that we were going to get a lot of space, particularly in our front third. So we just had to be patient and make sure we controlled the game, which I thought we did. Didn't really rush things or, or get anxious too often. You know, got our goals at a good time and you know, we never really look threatened at the other end. So in a game you know, you know it's not going to be... Uh, as open and as thrilling as others, uh, you have to get the job done. Jamie, 51,000 there on Saturday. What else did you want Paul, to ask? Yeah. Can I make a call of points? Mark, listen, I know how difficult Easter Road is, but if we play our best, if we play our best, there's the Hibs of Hibs carry Ludwig's. The, pro- the problem is, we've went to Easter Road, be- we've went to Easter Road before, the last couple of years, we've not played our best Easter Road. That's the mm-hmm. problem. But we go, we go there Wednesday. I've, I've no doubts we're going to have to play top four to get three points Easter Road. Mm-hmm. But can I also make a point about Carter Vickers and Chris Kane? Sitting Saturday at the game against the Johnson. How Chris Kane signed the park I'll never know. He, he, kicked, he kicked Carter Vickers. And then decided 
the cats are back up, up to try and punch him as well. Oh, I didn't think, I thought you could send that after that. Well, here's the manager's take on that. Yeah, I seem to be handled all right. I mean, I don't know what all the fuss is about. I always have a bit of a chuckle with players are running in from everywhere. And yeah, I think the referee handled it okay. And uh, yeah, we got our goal. But I know people say one nils, but I, I thought we were in control the whole game. It's not like, you know, we were sort of giving chances away at the other end. So we just had to keep our composure and we did. And, you know, we got the goal at the right time. So Mark, Ange Postacoglu, he touched on it there and then he moved yeah. on from it. Yeah, well, yeah. I, Jamie, I, I, I needed to ask you, I don't, from the pictures that I watched, I don't think Chris Kane tried to punch Carter Vickers. I, I think you're wrong there. Oh, well, see, they're totally honest with you, Mark. It's try, I, I may have moved with a punch, but... Well, so, a, a, yeah, so, a, so that's what I'm saying. You need to be careful. Think you're accusing a player of trying to punch him, and that's no accurate. Yeah, he's, he's put his hand on him. Of course, yeah, he, he's... That's what he's guilty of. And the referee night walks, but there's a big difference, Jamie. There's a big difference between putting your hand on somebody and trying to punch somebody. So but, you need to be clear on that. But Posta Coglu yeah. summed yeah. it up perfectly. He, it's no, that's part of the game at times. It was handbags. It was a scuffle. It happens on the pitch. Players got up. You have a wee needle at each other and you go on, mate. Did he slap him? Was that a slap then rather than a punch? I don't think it was, no. Paul. No, no, I think yeah. you look, yeah, there, there, there's contact there. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it's, a it's, rather yeah. it's not. It just started with Kane. Yeah. Yeah. We had a wee hit of the ball, a and then a wee kind of a, a double hit. Yeah. Listen, that they've reacted. I think the referee's done the right thing. Yeah, I don't know what you see red cards in no. the game. If you look at Ronaldo mm. yesterday, you'll know what you see him being sent being being sent off for that. And and I think if you want to look at other decisions in the game, I don't know about you, but I don't think it's with absolute certainty that it's, that it's a penalty kick. And I thought if you're a referee. You need to be a hundred percent certain. I don't think it's conclusive either way that that the the tackle was was inside the penalty I'll box. Come back to you, Jamie, you, on that. You, yep. You don't you don't think that's a penalty kick, Mark? I don't think it's I conclusive, don't Jamie. I, I don't I don't know what you're watching then because the the pe- the penalty kick. Uh, I think it was was it no I can't remember. I think it was Kyogo and dude. He he's doing all the right parts right in the penalty box. What was it? If Jamie, what what I'm saying is, if you think, excuse yeah. me, if you think or anybody else thinks it's a penalty. I don't have a problem with you thinking that. What I'm saying is, I don't think it's conclusive. I can't watch that and say 100. percent I mean, if you think it's 100, percent you've got better vision than me. Good on you. But I don't think it's 100. percent And when you look at the referee's position, Nick Walsh. He's seven, eight, nine yards behind the incident. I thought, just from a an official's point of view, that you have to be absolutely 100% certain. And I think in live play, for me, that maybe looks as if there's a bit of guesswork involved. And I know yep. sometimes referees do sure. that. I just don't think it's conclusively a penalty kick. Jamie, you be a referee. Oh, but it's, I, 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 I know <laughs> for what they get. Jamie, looking at it overall now, how confident are you that those four points now Gap with Rangers, what? you can reduce it and, and catch Rangers. Well, obviously, we see we have had about a four. But I said to people before, but I'm probably one of the biggest critics of Celtic because I love this club. Mm-hmm. But I, I said that to Barry a couple of, about a week ago, so we all know how Barry likes the Rangers. And, that, you know? and I'm not a problem with that. I'm not a problem. As I said, I like. But I think I come on again, Flemington, and said that they've the hanging the against Flemington. The players that, but we seem to get players back now, Paul. Oh, yeah. So the yeah. squad's 
seems to be a lot stronger now. And hopefully we don't get any of their injuries. They are think they can pull the four points back. Of course they But we've got to win the Easter Road. Because Rangers haven't been Easter Road yet. But thought they are tight castles. We've been in all the venues at Ford Park. Well, listen, Barry has said but listen, this is going to be tight. This is going to go right down to the wire. It's going to be this brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. It's going to be nip and tuck mm-hmm. the full way. Mm-hmm. Until Huge the last game of the season, yeah. I can see oh. it going down to the last game of the season. I, I wouldn't that's be, how close. I would, be, I would be surprised, and that's one thing I, I would agree with, 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 with Jamie on tonight. We've had a couple of disagreements tonight, Jamie. I like that, <laughs> I but one like thing it. I would agree with you 100% because the evidence is there so far. We're granted game 11 on Wednesday night. The title is there for Celtic to go and win this season. There is absolutely no doubt about that. The title is there for Celtic to go and win, that's for sure. And Celtic should go for it on Wednesday night, Barry. Just looking to you as uh, Jamie yeah, was saying. I've always said in the programme going forward, I don't think there's ever been a problem. They're always going to create chances. Are they the best Celtic. team in the country at the moment going oh, forward? Yeah, they're they're one, yeah. of the, one of yeah. the best teams. There's, there's no doubt about it. There's only it. two at the top yeah. <laughs> normally. So, Are they but better they, than Rangers at the moment going forward? Yeah, that's a good question. They, they could be at this moment in time. Mm. Um, Rangers are, ain't playing well, but they're winning games of football and they're still top of the league. Um, and Celtic have got dangerous players in the forward area um, but as I, I'll go back to Saturday Kyogo playing wide I'm happy with that I, I think opposition teams will be happy with that and that's the, the dilemma that Postacoglu is going to have with Giomakis comes in and to be fair to Giomakis it was a good finish mm. it was a um, that's a, a difficult technique um, the goalkeeper had no chance um, so again uh, Wednesday night that team comes into Jack Ross and Kyogo's out wide. I think Jack Ross is going to be a happy manager. Jamie, there you are. Paul, that's what I was going to ask Barry. If that's all right, one more question to ask Barry before I go. Barry, see see you on Wednesday, right? Obviously, you'll be constituting the Rangers game. Let's go the kiddies here. I've got a game with Oliver. (laughs) (laughs) Who are you playing? We're playing Rangers. Rangers yeah. <laughs> Will you be okay with the dugout? Seriously, Barry. Jimmy, Listen, let's just the only fa- one team I'll be. No, I know that. Of course. About that. Right. Yeah, no, I just meant when you come. Where is the game? It's at Alawa. At Alawa, yeah. right. So yeah, I know. we no, play I, Rangers I, yeah. in the cup. Yeah. Jamie on Wednesday night, so I'll be. As I was saying there, I was just a wee joke, maybe he'd Barry. I know. As I was saying there, Paul. What does Barry think Costa Coglu will do in Wednesday Will Kyogo play out the left? Or does he think Giamakis will play through the middle? Because I totally agree with Barry. I think Kyogo's wasted out the left-hand side. Yep. Who, who do I think will play through the middle? Yeah. Who do I think the manager will play through the middle? I think he's got to play Kyogo through the middle. Mark, he's got to play Kyogo, is he not? I mean, you, I, I, it's up I, to I him. Think so. yeah, I think for yeah. a game like 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 Wednesday night, an away fixture, I, I think you go with uh, I think you go with as much as I was impressed with Jackie Marcus, I really was something about him brings something different to the Celtic attack. But I think you start with your strongest eleven on Wednesday night. For me, that's Kyogo through the middle. Jamie, great call. Thanks for calling. Go. Are you not going to ask you to score now? Oh, I'll go. <laughs> James, can we hold the break and the traffic and travel? Don't you worry about all the great people like that. We're going to break. Let's ask you one more, Jamie. What's your scoreline? What do you reckon? Oh, well, oh, hopefully, from our point of view, hopefully, Aberdeen can take some drivers. But I don't see that happen. 
That party political broadcast there on behalf of Jamie from Airdrie. Jamie, great call. Thanks for calling. Thanks, Paul. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go, go, go. What weekend we had in the Premiership Aberdeen beating Hibs by one goal to nil. One of the, well, it's not a shock, but uh, my goodness, how they needed that win, Barry. Aberdeen. Yeah, they, they were desperate for a win. That was, um, I think it was 11 games um, without yep. a win. It was a big win for Stephen Glass and his, and his players. Um, and listen, surely they'll, they'll take a bit of confidence for that. They've got a tough trip to Ibrooks. And Wednesday night, and that that's going to be a cracking game as well. It's a good fixture card in Wednesday, which I'm I'm looking forward to. Looking forward to it. Celtic two, St Johnson nil. Dundee United two one win against Motherwell. We'll speak about that, and we'll get your we'll go over your predictions from Friday night. Hearts and Dundee one one. Dundee celebrating as if they'd won the cup. It just shows you the way Hearts have come on and uh, title contenders at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, Dundee, you know. Quite rightly, absolutely delighted to go to Tynecastle, you know, against Hearts who are flying high. They're confident. Haven't lost a game, and um, you know, going a goal down, and then to, to have the character um, and spirit to to, to get back, um, we can a glancing header from from Jason Cummings from Dundee's point of view, good goal. But I'm sure Robbie Nielsen would have been absolutely raging at conceding a goal like that. And Livy winning three two at Ross County, and then yesterday. St Mirren 1, Rangers 2, the headline from there, the goal from Roof, but the main story being Alfredo Morales gets the 100th goal in his time at Rangers. On the line now, Rangers fan, it's Craig and Cumbernauld. Good evening, Craig. Good evening, Paul, Barry, Martin, he's doing. Good evening, Craig. Craig. Thank you. Were you celebrating then when uh, when he scored that goal? Do you know, I was, uh, I must say, I was, uh, it was just, it was relief more than anything else. It was happy, I was like, right, thank God, because I think I'd been on last week talked to you about it and said that sometimes you know you see players stuck in 99 for ages and they kind of get that goal and I felt once he got it that might make him kick on now and I think now that that monkey's off, off his back I think he should go and kick on a bit and, and I think he has to because I know and understand why a lot of the talk is about Alfredo Morelos and his lack of form the goals he needs to score um, but he's not the only one in that team that uh, in terms of strikers that need to do better for me Fashion Sakala is starting to get to a point now where he's going to have to go on the score sheet because he's now had a couple of good chances that he's squandered. Even at the weekend, he should score the header, I think, um, to put the game beyond any doubt mm-hmm. against St Mirren, and he doesn't. So, um, you know, if you've got two out of your three strikers going through a barren period, which we have had, you've got a problem. So I'm, I'm glad Morelos got there. Although I think, uh, if I'm being brutally honest here, mm-hmm. You know, we weren't great for the first 20 minutes or so. We did come back in and controlled it a bit. And I think um, Alan Power has sold his team down the river with his yeah. mapping and stupidity. Um, he's a player who I actually think, at times I've seen him at Kilmarnock make rash decisions. He's a liability at times. because I mean, I'm glad he done it, but it was just... I could see why Jim Goodman wouldn't be happy because yeah. he's, he gave us right back into the game with that penalty kick. He didn't have to bring him down certainly not there where he was but what about I think he was yeah. he was trying to make up because he gave the ball away initially um, 10 yards out yep. the 18 yard box and I think he was just trying desperately to win it back listen it worked in Rangers favour it was a rash challenge for, for Power he had no arguments it was 100% a, 
a, a penalty. Um, so that's that's the way it was. But see, in terms of Rangers, I think Morelos, I said earlier on the show, I think he'll go on now and kick on and, and start to score goals. And I, I didn't realise until uh, Stephen Gerrard's interview Kemar Roof, I think it's 25, 26 goals in 50 games. That's mm. a decent return for Kemar Roof. And I still don't think Kemar Roof is at the top of his game. I just think he needs a, a run of games where it's been pretty stop-start for Kemar Roof. I think Rangers have got two out-and-out goal scorers in Morelos and Roof. Sakala, still mm. unsure. It's maybe taking a bit of time for him. Um, he still looks a bit rusty. Uh, I don't know how it's going to work for him. I don't know much about him because you only see him bits and bobs coming on for 10 or 15 minutes what about Craig's point about the header that Sakala had I think he's got he's got to score yeah, yeah if a, a centre mm. forward's five six yards out for goal um, and he's got a, a clear um, route into goal he's, he's got to at least hit the target um, he, he'll be, as a centre forward you'd be disappointed with that mm. and he he should be disappointed for me he should be scoring that goal similar to Morelos against Bromby where Ruth scored off a rebound Morelos has got to score there. And across the city, Gikamakis did get a goal, similar position, when uh, and that could be you know, great for his career. Craig, that's a good point you make there about up front. David Proven was saying yesterday if Morelos is off the boil, but he scored yesterday, and if anything happens to Roof, that Rangers are short up front, and Etan, of course, is away on loan. Uh, Craig, what else did you think yesterday? And also, Barry, is it because they played you know, two days before they played in Europe, a European tie? That, that's got to affect you. Look, I... I've been in these shoes myself oh. plenty of times and you can say, no, it shouldn't affect you the way you're looked after, but it does physically and mentally, it does mm. take you a bit of time and it did take Rangers 25 minutes to get into the game. You hear the manager speak about that. Look, I, I only seen the game when I come back from my game. I watched it. Um, and if I'm being honest, St Murn were the better team. Um, but Rangers grew mm. into the game and they got that penalty and, and then in the second half, listen, seen Rangers play better but the most important thing you're going away to difficult places like St Mun but also let's be respectful St Mun are a good team, good team. Yep. Here's Jim's, the manager. Got, Jim's yep. got good players and a good squad there we, we, we intended to go and get the third goal but it didn't feel like it was coming so it was about shutting up shop towards the latter stages Craig yeah definitely I think that's something that, that at times over the last couple of seasons we've ended up dropping points and conceding goals and being mm. stung even the last few weeks because we've not just decided to go right clearly the, the second or the third goal isn't coming so let's just you know what shut up shot we might be Rangers but sometimes you've just got to do that and make sure you get the three points you know Mullerwell and Hearts are a stark reminder of that at Ibrox um, I, the other thing about yesterday though that really confuses me and I wonder if the guys know about this maybe Mark Wee's newspaper why is it that Jermaine Defoe, I get he's semi-retired, but he's met the part of our coaching staff. So why is he doing doing punditry in Manchester yesterday when he should have been in Paisley? What do you know what's going on there? Because I just I found that really strange that he wasn't anywhere to be seen in Paisley yesterday. That he's down doing punditry. But if he's going to be gone and retired, then he can do that. But for as long as he's still under our employment, why is he being allowed to just not be attending games? I think I think it's a fair point. Uh, you raised Craig you know when when Rangers were playing yesterday live on the telly um, and I'm thinking whether the game's live on the telly or not but Rangers have got a game on there's a first team game very important I'm thinking that, that Jermaine Defoe is, is part of the setup now after he was I don't know the exact remit that he's got in his contract what it's like contractually but I did find it strange that Rangers are playing an important game but Jermaine Defoe is down doing 
uh, Manchester United against Liverpool um, for Sky. I, I did find that strange as well. Barry? Yeah, I, I was surprised. I had a number of text messages mm. about it. What you think? Even if you're, I'm similar to Mark. I don't know exactly his role in terms of the coaching scenario. What what he does day in day out. But if you're a player and you're injured, you're not 18. You're going and supporting your teammates. And he's still a registered player. Yeah, that, yeah. that's um, so. Yeah, I, I was a bit surprised, but maybe he's went and he spoke to the manager about it. We don't know that. And Stephen Gerrard's gave him the. The okay to, to go and do it, but for me, um, if you're a player and you're missing out through suspension or just getting left out the 18, you were always there um, supporting I, your team. I think so too. And, and, and if you are, if you do have some form of coaching responsibilities here, particularly with the strikers, mm. and you've got the manager three or four days earlier calling one or two of the strikers out and asking for more, I thought that Defoe's there. You know, I thought his role would have been to be there on a match day. And you know, mm -hmm. taking the strikers aside or, or doing a wee bit of warm up with them, or at half time saying, Listen, go here or go there, look at this yeah. a weakness in the centre half, he might be able to spot. But again, we don't know, but one, he would have had permission yeah. to go and oh, work there yesterday for sure. He wouldn't go sure. and do that off yeah. his own back. But that that said, I still find it strange if you're part of of the club in whatever capacity that, that you're down doing a, another game on the same day. I thought I thought it was a great piece of management from Gerard to bring him and as a obviously mm. player coach because nobody better let's be honest with you Jermaine Defoe I mean I, I watched him plenty of times played against him plenty of times yeah top centre forward now guys like Ruth Morelos Zakala yeah. other the young players at the club you can learn so much off the guys but if it had been 1-1 one, one, and it's the last couple of minutes you'd want Jermaine Defoe on unless he's injured I think obviously. he's a, I, yeah, I do, I he do must think be. I think there was a Covid situation with him right I think he had Covid yeah Obviously he's okay now. I don't know in terms of fitness. Um, but I was, listen, I was surprised to see him. But there's no doubt in my mind he wouldn't be down there if he never get permission from the manager. Bigger he could be down on signing talks. Looking for somebody maybe on loan for Rangers, uh, you know, for January. Who knows? Craig, we're running up towards the news just now. Uh, Aberdeen on Wednesday. What do you think? Scoreline? Uh, yeah, listen, I anticipate a tough game. You know, it usually is. It's the you know, it's the, the second biggest uh, derby of the season for us against Aberdeen, always is. Um, and they'll be bouncing after getting their, their first win. So it'll be a tight affair. And if I'm honest, I could see it probably being a 1-0 a um, sort of sneaky win. Mm -hmm. um, I expect us to get the three, but whether we can go and put two or three past them, I'm not sure. Having said that, they do still have a shaky defence, so maybe we can exploit that. And they've got some injuries as well. I, yep. I don't see that. I, I think Rangers will, will, um, will batter Aberdeen. Right, yeah. Yep. Okay. I really do. Craig, we're going to have to go to the news. Thanks for calling. Speak to you soon. Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. The Go Radio Football Show with The Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go! go, go.
a wee half-time cup of coffee there or tea for Barry and Mark and myself and the Go Radio Football Show. And we should have some for Craig, who was on the line there. Gary's been on from Bell, Bells Hill and he's asking, will Rangers win the treble this season? I'm going to ask you, Barry Ferguson, in a moment or two. He wants to ask you, can Rangers win the treble? Well, they could. Do you think they will? We'll find out in a moment or two. Rangers top of the table. Let's look at it on 23 points after 10 games. They started the day, actually, at only joint top with Hearts and Dundee United. What about Dundee United? It's phenomenal. I don't think anyone could have seen that. And Hearts, the team who just months ago were in the championship, have come up. So the table is this. Rangers, 23 points. Hearts and Dundee United on 20. Celtic on 19. Hebs on 15. Motherwell on 14. St Mirren on 13. Aberdeen on 11. Livingston on 10. St Johnson on 9. Dundee on 7. And Ross County on three points what do you think is going to happen what's going to happen at the top of the table 0808 17 17 700 and at the bottom you do begin to fear don't you Mark for uh, Ross County to yeah. lose right at the end yeah you look at the goals are conceding again um, Paul uh, the previous week as well just you know Malky Mackay must just be pulling his hair out and, and as a manager he just he, you don't know what you're doing because you can prepare the team all week but yet they still concede goals that they shouldn't be conceding and that's why they're, they're bottom of the table. I think they'll still, I think they're going to be there for the long haul but they'll make a fight of it. I don't think they'll get detached but they do need to start picking up points sooner rather than later. And of course the owner, he can be trigger happy at times. Yeah, yeah. but Malky being an ex-centre-half himself, losing that, conceding that goal in the last minute um, with the free kick, I thought the defenders dropped too deep he loses his marker. And that's things Paul uh, Mark Stewart says is you could work on that Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday for about 45 minutes each session. And then when they cross that white line, it's up to them to take it on board and take responsibility. And that'll be the thing that'll be frustrating Malcolm McKay. Because to be honest with you, I've watched all the highlights of their games. Obviously, you watch it mm. after the, the games have been played. They're actually playing some decent stuff. They're scoring some good goals, some good play. It's just they're conceding sloppy, sloppy goals. And as I said, the manager can't do anything about that. You can work the end out, but when they cross that white line, they've got to obviously take it on board. And they're, they're, unfortunately for Malky, they're not doing that. Big weekend for the strikers. Morelos gets his 100th. Roof scored as well. And at Celtic, it was a first for Gikamakis. Great start for him. His first full start. Here's the manager speaking about the goal. I think what he would bring us is what he saw today. Again, it wasn't an easy game for all our attacking players. Um, hardly get space but he's a presence in the box you know he's he's the kind of guy who if we get balls into the right areas he can he can put the ball in the net and you know it was an important time of the game it's a great ball by Tony and, and he's there and he puts it away and you know, there's more to come from him obviously it's just his first start but you know I really think he can be a presence for us I just think you know being at Celtic Park on, on Saturday Paul and, and, and seeing the games you said 51,000 there speaking to some Celtic um, fans as well one thing that is absolutely evident when, when you're in the stadium is the willingness from the Celtic support for Ange Postecoglou to do well I, I don't think I've kind of sensed anything like okay like Martin O'Neill and Brendan Rodgers but you always kind of knew they were going to do well if you know what I mean because of their CVs and their track record but Postecoglou was an unknown a lot of question marks raised about him when he was appointed but the Celtic fans have got right behind him you know there's been one or two shaky moments and I've probably not sensed that kind of willingness towards an underdog, if you like, um, coming up against a Rangers team that's settled that are champions since since Vim Janssen 24 years ago. You know, I, I, and you could sense the Celtic support then up against Walter Smith's team 
going for 10 in a row, etc, etc. And, and the bad start that Vim Jansen had for people that can remember back that fast. So that's one thing that Postacoglu has got in his favour is there's a real support behind him from, from, from the Celtic supporters, which is good to see because every manager needs that. Certainly do. Barry, something is happening. The fans have gone right behind uh, the manager and that has become evidence. Interesting that Mark says that. I was reading about that. I wasn't at the game, but they said that they're right behind Ange Postacoglu yeah. and maybe the fact that they feel they're in the trenches. They're the underdogs. Yep, and I think it's his style of, uh, style of yeah. play, Paul, yep. as well. It's real attack-minded. Sometimes he leaves the back door open, um, but that's a risk I think he's willing to take the, the way that he's he's played pre- at previous clubs and he's not going to change. He's been adamant about that um, and it is attractive to watch there's no doubt about it as I say but the only issue you've got with playing that sort of way is you can leak goals but in saying that the last three goals no goals conceded so they must be doing something right but certainly the Celtic fans and same with Mark a couple of guys that I know who are Celtic fans um, are getting right behind them and that's the kind of feeling um, I'm getting that they enjoy that style of play and they're going to get right behind the manager and the goal difference plus 17 they're in fourth position top of the table Rangers a goal difference of nine same with Hearts Dundee United on four and Celtic on 17 then Hibs on two and actually Motherwell minus one um, is that significant I know it's really early in the season but they certainly, can score goals certainly doesn't do yeah. any harm um, Paul and what they've started to do now adding, adding to the game as, as much as I still think there's one or two we question marks about mm-hmm. them defensively but that said you look at the clean sheet record um, they are certainly getting it together Juranovic I really like the look of I know Tony Ralston's doing well at right back but I'm really looking forward to seeing Juranovic playing on the right hand side in his natural mm-hmm. position I know it's like kind of needs must just now the left back slot and needs to be filled but but Juranovic at 2 million quid I think he's going to be a snip Paul yeah. he really looks um, looks apart again having been there on Saturday and I've been fully behind him all season because I think he's been absolutely outstanding the captain Callum McGregor has just I think really blossomed and excelled into a a, a real prop you know yeah. a top top I know he's always been a top player he's been there for 8 seasons and helped Celtic win countless trophies and a Scotland internationalist but in terms of the captaincy and what he does now as a leader he's absolutely just taking that in his stride yeah he's strolling through games mm-hmm. good phrase it, it looks it? to yeah. me if he's um, if he's enjoying the responsibility as well as being captain, because sometimes um, it's heavy. Yeah. It's heavy on some people. Some people don't um, take to it too well. But one thing about Callum McGregor is, well, no, he's always been a very good footballer. I just think he's took his game to the next level. Uh, if I'm being honest with you, this season certainly for Scotland as well, I think he's been outstanding. Love the supplements in the Monday papers. So you look after, you know, you look through all the stuff and the Sundays as well, Mark. After your distinguished career as the, the chief football writer at the the Sunday Mail, but I was reading through and I see that Callum McGregor was in Team of the Weekend alongside Scott Brown. It's funny seeing the two, uh, you know, the past captain of Celtic and the current one. Here's the manager talking then about the Celtic challenge. It never gets easier because you know there's a challenge that's going to hit us at some point. You know the. We got hit really hard with injuries that you just don't plan for. So there's always stuff that, that's going to challenge you. So it never gets easy. But yeah, for me, what's important is that we, we keep persisting on going down the road that we've started. And, and irrespective of what challenges we have, we, we find solutions doing it our way, playing our football. And like I said, today was a different challenge because we knew that you know, St Johnson would, would, would sit back and make it hard for us. And you know, the important thing is we, we did it our way. 
And Mark, that is the big question though up front. And Juranovic is out of position, we know why. Mm-hmm. But Kyogo, although Postacoglu seems to have his own way of doing things, I don't think you can influence him, can you? But uh, Davy Proven yesterday was like, no, I'm not having it. Why are you not playing Furuhashi right through the middle? Best striker. Well, look, I, I can see where Davy's coming from, but the bottom line is Celtic won the game. Mm-hmm. So the manager, at the end of the day, whatever you think about positions, it was proved to be correct because they won the game. Now, there is no argument. Is Kyogo more effective as a centre-forward? Yes, of course. But the manager's wanted to try something different. He's got Jackie Marcus into the team. It's worked wonders because there he is. He, he, he scored a goal and a, and a fantastic finish it was as well. And he'll be feeling great about himself. And if he's required to play on Wednesday, I don't think he'll start. I think he'll revert back to Kyogo um, through the middle. So... That, that's a positive. Um, see where Davies come, but you know Davy, he just likes a moan anyway. So that, that's <laughs> that's Davy. He's, he's never going to change. And but of course, Kyle is going to be that. away quite a lot in international duty yeah, for so Japan. Got, yeah. And then anything happens to him yeah. or whatever, you've got if people we were talking about it earlier on about having Roof and about having Morelos. You know, Celtic at the moment, they, they don't have, or certainly before Saturday, they didn't have uh, somebody who says a real backup striker. Now I think you can put Giamakis. Uh, Jackie Marcus into that I don't think you can put a jetty in that bracket but you can with Jackie Marcus and, and as I say the manager might try and find a way just to really mix things up find a way of trying to put the two of them together in some yep. shape or form see, as a foot, you don't know what's round the corner touch wood you don't want to see any player getting injured but you know the way football operates one twist or turn you could be out for four to six weeks so he needs to see if Gio Marcus can, can play at that level look there's no doubt he'd he done it in the Dutch league uh, league he scored a, a number yeah, of goals yeah. um, and then his first start against St Johnson and I don't care what MD says people say it was only five or six yards out still a good finish mm-hmm. um, and as I says that'll give him confidence his first start scoring in front of 50,000 I don't think he'll have played in front of 50,000 that often um, so no as a manager you've got to try different solutions because in games you don't know what's round the corner in terms of injuries or suspensions I would say now and I know it's only one game but you know yourself Barry but you, you, you get a wee feeling for something you can tell at two and a half million quid if that's the fee that Celtic have paid for Jackie Marcus it's a bargain all day long Paul that'll turn out to be a right bargain What about for Rangers then? Question came in from Gary during the news for you Barry um, will Rangers win the treble? Why not? They're, they're sitting top of the league um, they've got a semi-final against Hibs um, at Hamden, I think is in a few weeks, a couple is, of weeks. Yep, yep, and they're still in the Scottish Cup, so yeah, of course it's it's still on. It's going to be hard. There's no doubt about it because I think Celtic, Hearts, Hibs, um, Aberdeen, they're all still in the the, the cup competitions mm-hmm. as well. So it's, it's going to provide a a difficult one for Rangers. But I think they've got the players to go and retain the title. And the one thing that I keep saying is thing that annoyed Stephen Gerrard and certainly if I was a player just now it would have annoyed me going out both quarter-finals now they've won better they're in the semi-final against Hibs they need to go and play well and then get into the final and uh, make sure they get the domestic cups through the front doors of Ibrox What will it take for Liverpool or people in England to recognise what Stephen Gerrard is doing at Rangers. I'm looking at you, Mark, you know, looking at it from a journalistic point of view. Because, you know, they often say, oh, Scotland is always Rangers or Celtic. And uh, Brendan Rodgers, they realised what he did at Celtic winning trebles. Is it a treble that would make it for, it would seal the deal for Stephen Gerrard? No. If, no. No, no, I don't, I, I don't think a treble um, will hit the radar down the road. What's hit, what is hitting the radar for Stephen Gerrard 
now and in the past and why I think eventually he will get a crack at the Liverpool job and it's the same with Brendan Rodgers Steven Gerrard has got a reputation he's got a pedigree and he's he's enhanced that as, as, as a manager I don't think that if Rangers um, win the treble all of a sudden Liverpool say yeah you know, and he, I think it'll be in the minds of people anyway I, I think um, Steven Gerrard will, will, will manage another English club before he manages Liverpool I think that's the route that will take him uh, to Anfield um, and he'll get that because of, of who he is Remember as well now down the road, rightly or wrongly, there's a lot of you want to call it Hollywood type owners that want sexy names. Mm. And Stephen Gerrard is a sexy name. He ticks massive mm. amount of boxes. But the most important thing is, has he shown and he's seen a bit years at Rangers that he's got something as a manager? One hundred percent, absolutely. And eventually, I, I think the road he'll take to Anfield will be via another via another English Premiership club. Well, Davy. Thought that yesterday in his column in the paper as well. Barry, what do you reckon? Yeah, I, I think he's... Get, listen, it's been a progression for him when he first came in. You see the difference. He's, he's changed totally the mindset. He's changed the squad. And also now, just small things like the game against St Man, where I've not seen him do it before. He brings Nathan Patterson on, plays him on the right side to, to see the game out. Takes roof off, five minutes to go. That's game management. That's the manager thinking ahead. And it just shows you... He's still in his apprentice stage as a manager. He, he, he's pretty open about that Michael Beal and Gary McAllister and other guys that are surrounding him are a big help to him but you see things now what he's doing within a game to see games out and that was a prime example against St Murn where if you keep the, the same team on you're pretty you're a bit more open he's tightened the game up made sure they were solid and compact and seen it out and got away for St Murn part with three points Mark was that a headline a few moments ago from, from Barry when Gary asked Barry Ferguson Will Rangers win the treble? Barry said... It's a real possibility. Do you think yeah. they will? Will they? Because <laughs> they're, they're sitting there, the sun, the record, the, the times, they're ready to go. What do you think, Barry? Will For they? me, it's still... Yeah. Listen, you're only coming to the, the end of October. Right? And I've yeah. said... What, what have I said about the league title? That they could. It's harder the second time. Right? No, but go, it's going to last day. It's going to go down to the wire. Exactly. There's no doubt. It could, be, it could be a helicopter. I've got the con, yeah, yeah. Who's the most consistent? That's what it'll come down to. The other way, you can flip that, will Rangers win a treble? So the other way you can flip the question mm. is, do you think Celtic will end the season trophyless? I think it's too tight between the two teams mm. to think that they're not going to split the trophies. Yeah. I can't see I can't see this being a treble uh, winning yeah. season for, 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 for either side. But Rangers are the champions just now, they're top of the league. Both of them are uh, in the semi-finals of the League Cup um, next month. But... Uh, I think it's too close between both sets to say that, that, that one team's well, going to win well, three trophies. When's the League Cup final? Uh, December the 19th. Days before Christmas. Old yep. firm, I, I, listen, no been disrespectful to the other two teams that are in the semi-final, but I fully expect it to be a Rangers and Celtic final. And that's the first trophy on the line. And whoever wins that first trophy, the confidence, momentum that builds for that, kicks you on for the rest of the season. And then you play each other again within 12 days, because yeah, January yeah. the 2nd, before we all... Uh, head off somewhere sunnier but it's going to be some it's a, it's a great season uh, Vegas <laughs> I thought we said there earlier on but it's magnificent isn't it Barry so Gary didn't quite get the answer but um, it's fair we don't know you know the crystal ball Rangers could win a treble could Celtic win a treble that's a possibility as well yeah I mean I think when you without being pernickety oh, go being, on. but being but journalistic be. yep. it's actually two yep. questions can they win a treble? Well, yes, of course they sure. can. Yeah. Will, will they win they? the treble? That's it. Will they? That's why For I came me, back. neither yeah. neither side will win a treble this season. Yep. I think the trophies will be split. Yep. 
0808 17 17 700. It's a great season so far, isn't it? And we've got the fans back. And well done, actually, to... I hear at the weekend, it was brilliant getting into the grounds at Celtic 51,000, and they did it really, really well. People, I think virtually everyone, they checked the COVID passport. Uh, Jimmy was on there from the East End saying, yeah, it was absolutely brilliant going in. I spoke to Paul going in as well in uh, Hamilton. No problem. So well done. You know, we, we're critical at times, Mark, about you know, the passports and all the rest, but it did work well at the weekend. Yeah, but by all accounts, um, uh, it did, Paul. Whatever keeps the country safe and helps yep. us to move forward so that we never, ever go back into another lockdown. So if these things are, are, are working, then absolutely no problem it, at all. What a difference it makes when the fans are in, oh. in the stadiums. Yeah. I mean, the players must be absolute buzzing. Yeah. Managers and, and even the fans getting back to... Do what they've always done for years. Get up at early in the morning, take the, the their car in or bus yeah. in or whatever, and get in and get their pie in Bovro or a couple of pints before the game. And just to see them inside the stadiums now is is brilliant. And hopefully we can continue that. Farhill for froze yesterday, was. wasn't it? I was yeah. just going to say that. Yeah. You know, it was a good crowd, good atmosphere. Uh, How was the pitch, well, Mark? No, I wasn't impressed with the pitch. I have to be honest, the, the surface. I thought, you know, I think Thistle played on it on Saturday. I thought it could have been. Rolled or whatever, you know, particularly when it's two teams, mm-hmm. Queen's Park and Allah, that, that want to get the ball down um, and play uh, football. So, no, as a spectator sitting watching it, mm-hmm. um, plenty of grass to put, not a problem with that, but I don't know if it just mm-hmm. it needed to be rolled or just a wee bit more uh, attention yesterday morning before the game. Yeah, but I, I was surprised. Obviously, I get in um, an hour before the, the boys and always like to go out and have a walk about and, and see the pitch. And, yep, <coughs> listen, Fur Hill's always a good pitch, but it, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, Party had played them firmly the day before, and it was um, it, there was clearly it hadn't been rolled or, or obviously the divots put back into place, which which, which surprised me because um, for us we we like to get the ball down, but especially Queens Park playing there, they they're a, a real footballing team. So yeah, it was, but it's the same for both teams. It's no an excuse. I say that to the players before they went out. Listen, it's not just about us. Queens Park have got to play on the same surface as well. But listen, it all ended well. Big smile from Barry today. The Go Radio Football Show with thetaxicentre.com. Your exclusive taxi trade savings are waiting on you. Let's go. Go Radio Football Show. It's Monday night. Uh, Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson and Mark Guidi. This time tomorrow night, Rob McLean will be here. Rob will be here with John Hartson, the former Celtic and Welsh striker. How many clubs can we name? West Ham United. Arsenal. Wimbledon, Wimbledon, Coventry, Arsenal. Yeah. <laughs> Where yeah. hasn't he Celtic. played? West Brom, Luton, Luton as well, and also and Norwich. And not well done. And Stephen Craigan as well, Motherwell and Northern Ireland international never, never will be with Stephen us. He'll be with us tomorrow night, along with Rob. They'll be here from five until seven. The two of them are everywhere. Rob and Stephen are every, and and John as well. He's in just they, about every commentary. They're living a house or. I think they're on the road all the time the three of them aren't they yeah, they're living in the house yep exactly if they've got a house they're living in a car a caravan or <laughs> Winnebago a probably yeah is a wee bit of jealousy here do you think Mark not not from Barry because he's at Aloe obviously <laughs> but for you and me but, uh, anyway go radio football show we can take that bit out of the podcast James uh, because we've got a caller on from well it's actually in Wrexham Mitchell's on a Rangers season ticket holder good evening hi Mitchell good evening evening Barry how are you doing I'm good, mate. Cheers. So, what you thinking? How are you feeling about things about Rangers? Um, there's a few points I'd like to make, mate, to start with. Obviously, I'd just like to congratulate Alfredo Morelos on getting his 100th goal for any player at any club. 
getting into the under club, it's not easy to do. I think, obviously, the calibre that Rangers, a player that Rangers have now, compared to when we first signed Morelos, I think it's massively undermentioned just how poor that side was when he first came. So for him to be con- for him to be achieving the goals he scores every season, I think it's a massive achievement for him. I'd also like to just mention about we mentioned Kamar Roof's goal scoring record for Rangers. Obviously, he's halfway through his second season now. I don't think we've saw a fully fit Kamar Roof yet. And to be averaging a goal every game for the player that plays out wide, doesn't get a chance to play down the middle. I think he's, uh, he's, he's, he's brilliant. I think Melas and Roof, no one can argue they are the two best attackers in the league. I think keeping them fit this season for Rangers will be massive in us achieving what we achieved last year, and if not better in it. And then the last thing I'd like to say is I think the win yesterday for Rangers, I think it could be the turning point in our season. We, we've not played well yet. I think any Rangers fan would admit that. But we're grinding out results. We sat tough. We've we've got a comfortable gap of at least a game from everybody else. But obviously the Hearts game, we played well for 75 minutes and then we had a sucker punch in added time. I think obviously the set up yesterday, knowing what happened so late on, to go one nil down so early on, I think for us to come back and play while we played and get the victory out of the line, which is something we've struggled to do in the past. I really think we can push on now this week and I really think we'll start seeing the best of the Rangers and start seeing what we saw from last season. Yeah, I'm glad Mitchell's mentioned Kmar Roof. I'd mentioned him mm, earlier on the, sh- yeah. the, the show and he, he makes a good point. I think out of the 50 games, probably 10, 15 max, he's actually played through the middle. So to score 25 goals in, in 50 games is a, a great achievement. I still don't think Rangers have seen, or Rangers supporters have seen the best of him. Um, also, uh, Bearing in mind he's had some some injuries, it's, a, it's been a bit stop-start for him. But I think once he gets a run of games, I've always thought he was a quality player when I watched him at Leeds, no doubt about it. Had a tough time over Nanderlecht, but I think Rangers have got a real quality player in their hands, no doubt about it, and I think he'll continue to score goals um, for Rangers, either playing through the middle or in the wide areas. Um, so I think he deserves a, a special mention, and I do believe it's a, a massive win for Rangers yesterday um, sometimes they wins when you don't play well you go to tough places you get back in that bus with three points knowing that you're not playing at the top of your game they sometimes are the best ones so Mitchell said is this the turning point for Rangers now if it was Stephen I've, Jack, I've been seeing it coming yeah, I'll be honest with you, I, agree, I agree again with Mitchell when I say I thought the first half against Hearts they were outstanding yeah outstanding um, they come off it slightly I can see where he's coming for the 75 minutes but yeah. there's been signs over the last couple of weeks I thought against Bromby was very similar um, so that they're getting close Sunday they weren't near it but sometimes to win leagues to challenge for leagues sometimes you can't play at the, the top of your game you just need to find a way to win games of football and that's what this Rangers team are doing at this moment in time and you said to Craig earlier you think Wednesday night Rangers will win by a few yeah, goals yeah but I think Rangers yep. Yep, I, I think it's going to be a tough night for Aberdeen I think Rangers are going to fly out the traps and go for Aberdeen big time and I think there could be a right few goals in this for Rangers yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Rangers uh, won the game comfortably on, on Wednesday night it's certainly within their capabilities because you look at the team they're a top team full of really good individuals um, a good team that knows how to do it they're up against Aberdeen that, that won at the weekend so they'll come with a spring in their step but Rangers yeah it, it's in their locker to go and win comfortably and it is potentially turning because 
the other bit of pressure that Rangers had on them yesterday, Paul, was playing catch up because they knew that Celtic had won mm. at the weekend. And I know that's not been disrespectful to Hearts who are, are unbeaten and, and, and second top, but but they start shooting sure Rangers one point ahead of yeah, Celtic. They will yeah. see Celtic as the main yeah. main threat going forward. Good point. So that's what they they had to do mm. as well. And then as Barry picked up on the way that Stephen Gerrard game managed, and you listen to his quote as well. And again, Paul, just an important quote that Stephen Gerrard, that insight. We wanted to go for the, th- the third goal, but I could tell it wasn't going to happen, so we just showed up. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what it was. It was just about, OK, St Man, we know you're going to come out. It's bearing in mind, you're talking about going for trebles and trying to win mm-hmm. a cup. Rangers had a sucker punch in Paisley last year that knocked him out of the League Cup when, when St Man got that last mm-hmm. gasp uh, winning goal. So all of that would have been in the memory with Celtic winning on Saturday as well. So they've managed to do it. So yeah, can this be a turning point? Well, Stephen Gerrard will certainly hopes so in terms of level of performance going into Wednesday night against Aberdeen and then once again they're all tough on the road but going to Fir Park on Sunday afternoon mm. live on the telly that's a real real tough fixture for Rangers but believe me when I say this it makes a good point knowing that Celtic and Hearts played on the Saturday you, you look at the results players are no stupid they're going to say oh we don't care what goes on elsewhere you do care of course. Yep. you see Celtic have won you see Hearts have dropped two points you think to yourself right you know what mm. no matter how we play we make sure we come out of Paisley with three points and that's what happened now they go three points clear so they've, they've, they've gained a wee bit stretched it out Celtic are just behind them but that's the most important thing you always as a footballer always kept my eye on the results always looked at the results and it put, listen you put a wee bit of pressure on yourself to make sure you go and perform and get that win and Mitchell in Europe as well Bronby I mean we're saying Aberdeen Wednesday then Motherwell away and then Bronby still hope for Rangers after that win last week yeah, I think so, mate. I think this. I think Wednesday night is a massive, could be massive uh, for for whoever's going to win the league this season. Obviously, we're three points clear. Everyone plays at the same time Wednesday, which isn't something that happens very regular in Scotland with the staggered kickoff times, especially on the weekend. Mm-hmm. But I think if Rangers can get a, can get three points Wednesday night, and then who knows what can happen in the other two games? Two tough games. Hearts going up to St Johnson and Celtic playing Ibs. I mean, we could be end up we could have any situation. Yeah. Come ten o'clock Wednesday night. You could have teams level, you could have somebody else top, or you could have Rangers six points clear of everybody. So I think I think Rangers going out and put another performance on Wednesday. I think it's no good doing what we did yesterday if we're not going to go follow it through when uh, on Wednesday night. So I think we've been knocking on the door with these performances. I think we set our standards so high last season. I think we're all we're not going to match it this year, and I think people are quick to criticise us. Like it was mentioned earlier, our Celtic, the best attacking team in the league at, at this current moment in time. I don't think you can say that. Some people might say they play, play the best of football, but they're starting four four points off top. So I don't really think it matters how teams are playing. I just think it means it, it, all that matters is how do you, how you grind the results out, and I think that's something that Rangers are starting to learn to do, which is something. I've always criticised them for. You can play fancy, but what's the point? What's the point in playing well for 75 minutes against Hearts on mm-hmm. last Saturday if you're going to drop two points? So I think we need to carry on Wednesday playing at the same time as everybody else. I think we go out there, we put a good performance on and we really start pushing on now and then hopefully we can carry on the week after and get another big three points against Bonberg. Barry? Yep. I do smile with the accent. Yep. Oh, I, all right. I, I yeah. like that accent. Barry was smiling. I knew he wanted to come in there. Yep. Where's the accent exactly from? Uh, Wednesday, Walsall. Walsall? Ah, yeah, of course. I thought it was on me. Yeah. The best Scott. That was the, the ground there, yep. isn't it? Walsall, yeah, yep. that's right on the motorway. You see that that stadium <sighs> uh, as you pass 
No, it makes a good yep. point. Listen, Wednesday's crucial. You, you just need to keep on top. That That's the main thing. Um, get, making sure you're, you're getting results. And, and the great thing, and I, I'm sure Stephen Gerrard will be absolute delighted in, in the background, knowing that his team have not hit top for him and they're still sitting top of the league. Here's what he said after the game about trust and belief in his team. You, you complicate things if you concede the first goal, of course you do. You've got to have trust and belief in your players that we can turn things around. Uh, for me, it was a penalty. It's a foul outside the box, so there's no reason why it wouldn't be inside the box. Great penalty. Uh, that obviously got us back in the game. And then a bit of good play, which was very rare from us today. A great cross from the side and buff 100 goals, so congratulations to him. Buff 100 goals, congratulations to him. And if he's got any sense, he will be listening in anyway, Mitchell, when you said at the beginning, congratulations to Alfredo Morelos scoring that goal. Uh, belief, trust in the team. I think that's what I was going to say earlier, Barry. Uh, Stephen Gerrard would say, yeah, 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 we've not been brilliant, but we're in 23 points. We're three points ahead of Hearts and Dundee United, four ahead of Celtic. It's going to be some season. Yeah, I yeah, listen, I, I'll keep repeating myself. I think it's going to get right down to the wire. I don't think MD's going to run away with it, Paul. I think there's going to be... Drop points throughout the season. Obviously, the old firm games will be key. And don't write off like Hearts as well. Hearts and Hibs, who have had decent start. I know Hibs have lost their last three games, but Hearts as well. Disappointing result for them mm. at the weekend. Um, but listen, I, I think it's going to be a, a cracking season and it's whoever can maintain consistency will come out on top. There's no doubt about that. Mitchell, do you come up to the games every other week? Yes, mate. Season to kill that. Yeah. Um, so what's your routine what time do you leave if it's a Saturday at 3 what do you do uh, normally if, if we get the train I have to get a taxi from my house in Wrexham to Wrexham train station the first train is 6.40 on a Saturday morning we have to change at Waddington and then it's a three yeah. and a half hour train from Waddington gets into Glasgow for 11 o'clock yeah. in the morning and then obviously a few beers before the game mm. train home 6 o'clock uh, back to Waddington for about 25 past 9 a train back to Chester and then another train from Chester back to Wrexham <laughs> that's brilliant that's yeah. dedication absolutely no, I wouldn't I, have it any other way mate yep I love that isn't it that's brilliant what about, a, what about a, like for example this midweek Mitchell do you make it at all or you get work commitments and you can only do the weekends I, I try and get up to some midweek games but I'm, I'm, not, I'm not coming up this Wednesday we, we've, we're, there's, there's a few of us from around by me they've got season tickets we're all booked Train for the Ross County game next Sunday. We'll be coming up next Sunday. See as well the expense. <laughs> that that just means yeah. what, what the club sorry means to to Mitchell the amount of travel. Mm. I mean, what, what did you say? Your first you, you get the taxi at what six o'clock in the morning? Twenty past six on a Saturday morning. The taxi picks me up from my six forty train. And you get back in the door at what time? Normally, normally get back in about half past eleven, quarter to twelve at night. Wow, brilliant. What was it like for you? See, in lockdown, it must have been desperately I mean, it has been for everybody but for you and we always spoke about it I remember last year we said how we miss the that's fans that's people's life yeah that, that's uh, Mitchell's life yeah. that was his Saturdays or Sundays travelling sure. up to to watch um, his club and support his club so it must have been hard look always says about the players it was yeah. difficult for players but it must have been hard for the fans Mitchell I think, I think it was hard for the fans there's a there's a big group of us that travel up together. We've got lads from the Wirral, from North Wales, the lads that I grew up with from back home, from Warsaw, Birmingham, West Bromwich. I think, and I say I don't say this lightly. I think with how well Rangers did through lockdown, I think that kept a lot of us going. I, I can't begin to imagine how much how tortured it would have been having to watch us play badly. But I think seeing the players perform on the pitch, obviously being season ticket holders, we had free access to the game through Rangers TV. We all used to get together after the game through Zoom calls and 
to have our little punditry and reviews of games. And I think I think we owe a lot to the club for getting us through the dark times and the lockdown yeah. um, and giving us something to smile about. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be on his club TV worked wonders for it the did. fans. Yep. Yep. The, the clubs they have, did, yeah, they've yep. got to be uh, patted on the back for that because it helped a lot of the fans out. That that was their, um, that was a Saturday's ruined that they couldn't get to the games. The next best thing is watching their teams um, on the, the club channels. Mitchell, have you got a, a, an English team as well? Yeah, I follow Walsall as well. Oh, Walsall. Yeah, your old team. So, uh, Dean, Dean Smith was there, wasn't he, before Brentford and then he's at Villa? Yeah, Dean, yeah, Dean Smith, he worked wonders for us, but yeah. he, he he left us in, we was pushing for promotion and he he got the chance of going to go into Brentford and he, he went there, which I can hold nothing against him for. He's gone sure. on to be bigger and better. And who's else? Hopefully, uh, hopefully one day Barry might do the same and he might be sat in the dugout at Rangers. Oh, would you like to see that, Barry, as manager? When Stephen Gerrard then goes to Anfield, he's making a face at me, but like, uh, why not? A long way to go. Hey, Mikel Arteta at Arsenal. They start Listen, winning games on a weekly basis. And you won it yesterday. Mitchell, thanks a lot. Enjoy the rest of the season. Cheers, lads. Thank Cheers, you. Mitchell. Thank you. Cheers, Mitchell. The Go Radio Football Show with thetaxicentre.com Your exclusive taxi trade savings are waiting on you. Barry Ferguson, very chipper tonight, I would say. That's what a win does in three points. And the boy, the sinkhole, let me, it's still sunk. It's still not having that one, are we? Never ever going to hear George Square. Yeah, I mean, go and shop and all the rest, but no, you can't drive around it anymore, so no point. Take the the bike, of course. It's a nightmare to park in the city centre now. They don't want us to do the cars. No, I don't think we're allowed to get to. But listen, we're getting ready for three quid for twelve minutes. Okay, that's okay. Paul's got a driver, takes him in, drops him off. Called the bus. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, so if you want to call in for tomorrow night, 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Tonight, now, what about your predictions at the weekend? How did you do, guys? So, Aberdeen Hibs, Mark. Not me, not Paul. I'm not, I, I mean, I can quit out the six. No, no, I'll just take it one at a time. Right, no, yep. I didn't, because I tipped Aberdeen. Yeah, sorry, I tipped Hibs. Sorry, I tipped so, Barry? Yeah, I went Hibs as well. And it was 1-0 yep. for Aberdeen. Ramirez, his family were there. Great pictures. Him and his wife and children. Uh, and, and a big, big goal. And yeah, and I seen, I seen his yep. interview he dedicated to Stephen Glass. Yep. That's shown that they're, they're, they're obviously wanting to do well for the manager. Listen, they've just been through, they've been through a tough time. and For the squad they've got, Paul, I, I'm being honest with you, I fully expected Aberdeen to be, be closer to the, the top. So they'll be they'll be thinking that'll, that'll kick them on. Um, and if I'm being honest with the the players, the squad, and the manager, they need to do better, Aberdeen. Siege mentality now, maybe. Maybe they'll think nobody likes us. Yeah, all that stuff that was going on with the, the, the chairman yeah. um, when he went on that, mm. that, that a radio station when he was talking and, and backing Stephen Glass. And maybe there is a wee bit of that. And I'm sure the players would have got round about each other and says, listen, the most important thing against his Hibs is getting the, the one and the three points, however they get it. Who cares? Um, but it's a, a massive three points for Aberdeen, that. Massive three points for Dundee United and that youngster Charlie Mulgrew playing some of the best football of his career I think getting the winner yeah. for I, I thought United. it was a great signing yeah. for Dundee United to be honest with you a lot of people going on about Charlie getting older but listen he's got experience he's got a very good left foot he's a good defender he knows the game um, inside out so I, I think that's that was a massive signing for um, Tam Courts to get Charlie Mulgrew in the door and he'll help the younger players as well and and. What a start to the season, the fad. Did it help your prediction? 
What did you say on Friday? No, I went a draw on that one. The draw you did, yeah. the Desmond. Mark, what did you think <laughs> uh, on that one? Yeah, I think I went for a draw as well. Actually. Yeah, I fancy yep. brother to get something at Tannadice, yep. Okay. Uh, Hearts Dundee, Mark. I took Hearts to win yeah, comfortably. Everyone yeah. did, I think, yep. yep. Yep, I went Hearts as well. I fully expected them to, to beat Dundee. But see, if you, see going on to Dundee, you look at their strike force. Lee Griffiths mm. obviously started. Cummins, come on, scored the goal. Sheridan's there. Yeah. They've got good Charlie Adam obviously back in the team. They've got good players, Dundee. So listen, they're, they're starting to hit a bit of form, Dundee. Lee Griffiths got pelters from the fans. I mean, I know he does at times. I see Bill Leckie in the Sun today. There is a good piece saying where it's a, a whole new bile game. It's a bit over the top that uh, they absolutely targeted him yesterday. And he said it's, it's been general. It wasn't just there. You know, you get into football grounds and people who are normally just decent normal people start they think they can shout anything at the football players and we don't want to see that about racism bigotry or whatever and listen he's done things wrong as well but um, yeah he gets a, a heck of a time yeah I mean you just want every player to be, to, to be cut a bit of slack you know football whether it's a manager whether it's a player it's a tough enough job and you know if you're a supporter go and support your team but support your team in an acceptable manner Ross County Livingston so it looked as though it was going to be the 2-2 but then the late late goal for Livy Mark, what was your prediction? Uh, I think I went for a Desmond that one. Yeah, yep, I did. Yeah, I went Livingston. Mm-hmm. What about David Martindale? He's just turned it round the last yeah, two they weeks. Yeah, they, they were struggling, yeah. as you just mentioned there, Paul, the last couple of weeks. Um, two big wins for them. Um, and, and they're now starting to, to climb the league. Uh, they've got good players at Livingston as well. Um, I watched the highlights. Good good game. Mm-hmm. Um, as you say, just Malky Mackay must be must be scratching his head with, with, with the mistakes it's, that's costing Ross County certainly is and the Livy keeper did well strike check as he is in yeah. the uh, team, team of the, week. all of the weekend of the which weekend. is good to see, good see. Yep. that is good, good he said good that kick save. and yep. a good save as well I think at the end he's tipped one he said a few over. mistakes this, this yep. season so it's good to see that he's he's hitting a bit of form and Celtic 2-0 against St Johnson. Here's the manager afterwards. I think both thought it was probably going to be a Celtic win at the weekend. And uh, this was Ange Postacoglu speaking about Gikamaka's goal. I think what it would bring us is what you saw today. Again, it wasn't an easy game for all our attacking players. Um, hardly get space, but he's a presence in the box. You know, he's, he's the kind of guy who, if we get balls into the right areas, he can, he can put the ball in the net. And, you know, it was an important time of the game. It's a great ball by Tony, and, and he's there, and he puts it away. And you know, there's more to come from him. Obviously, it's just his first start, but you know, I really think he can be a presence for us. We heard Mark saying, "Ill, it's a good start for him for Jikamakis." How important is that, Barry, as a former player, to get a goal in your first full game? Yeah, listen, he'll be he'll be delighted, and he, you seen his reaction, Paul, when the, the the ball hit the back of the net. He went crazy. And obviously with 50-odd thousand fans inside Celtic Park, he'll be um, absolute buzzing to get more starts. But it's important as a striker when you come in to get off the mark as quickly as possible and that's what uh, Giamakis has done. And for Celtic now, they'll want to kick on, getting closer to Rangers for the first time in, well, about a month or so, four points off. Paul, you're right, but it's a massive test on Wednesday. And I know Hibs have lost three in a row, but it is a massive test. And a Wednesday night to go Easter Road, travelling through Edinburgh, not an easy fixture at all. And I think, you know, we were, certainly for myself, when you look at trying to get predictions right, in one way it's brilliant because our league is so open. And I'll be interested to find out, Paul, come the end of the season, what the, the, the points tally is to win the title. I, I, I don't think you're going to go over 90. I think there'll be points dropped. Uh, all across the season therefore I, I think you know 90 points would, would absolutely win you the title but, but I think it might be mid 80s could end up being the, the total that wins the title this season 
Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be runaways. As I mentioned, it's not going to be the 100 points. Um, as I said, there's there's um, going to be points dropped. Interesting in terms of the Hibs and, and Celtic game, the way that Celtic play are, are open at the back and what Hibs have got for me is pace with Boyle and, and Nisbet up there. So it'll be interesting. It's, it's a tough test going to going to Easter Road, obviously. They, they need to get back to winning ways because they've lost the last three games and Celtic are Stay away just now, they're, they're playing with confidence, so that'll be a cracker at Easter Road. Is it a Celtic win? Yeah, you? it's a Celtic win for mm. me, Mark. Yeah, Celtic to, to nick it 2 1. Is it Kyogo scoring? Is he? Aye, why, yeah. why, why? But I think yeah, I, I really like the look of Jackie Marcus, Paul, mm. something about him. Um, for me, of course, Kyogo's the number one striker, but I think Jackie Marcus has got a big role to play. Rangers went back clear at the top yesterday. Here's the manager's assessment after what he said wasn't their best start. I'm not going to use Thursday night as an excuse. To be fair to Jimmy, he had his team really out the blocks really quick. St Mirren played some good stuff and they deserve to go in the lead. Um, but from my point of view, I've got to look at that and say why. And you know, from my point of view, we need to be better. After Europe, starting these games that are challenging away from home, we've got to come out the blocks a lot sharper and a lot brighter. James listening in and Hamilton in the car with his mum tuned in to Go Radio enjoying it thanks James and Caroline for tuning in to the programme good place Hamilton isn't it yeah yep. well they're tuned in to Go they just sent a picture there um, so yeah Rangers yeah that, that that was a tough game yesterday because people would say you know St Mirren are decent they're more than decent team aren't they're they more, yeah more than yeah St Mirren are a good team um, you look at the the players that they've got I've always liked Brophy up front I think he's a, a real dangerous centre forward um, obviously you've got McGrath I hope his injury's not too serious mm. I've seen him getting stretched off um, yeah I like St Myrna I think St Myrna have got a real possibility of breaking into the top six this season What about St Mirren then on Wednesday they're at Motherwell two of our teams here from the West Mark hard one to call is, Paul yep. you look through all the fixtures on, on Wednesday night and, and I'm looking at them and for me in my opinion there's only one that I would say is a stick on and mm -hmm. that's Rangers at Ibrook see apart from that mm -hmm. five other games really really tough really tough Good to go fixtures. but St Mirren is an absolute right. cracker mm -hmm. so St Johnston Hart Dundee Ross County as well Look, I keep repeating myself Livy Dundee United it's a really good card we've got we've got a lot to be proud of in their top flight and we probably don't well, champion it enough well thank you for that Maisie run I'm asking you Motherwell St Mirren who's going to win <laughs> well, who's going to win <laughs> uh, well it has to be a score draw no you're absolutely right there so a score draw Motherwell St Mirren Barry do you agree with you? The big you know, I'm not saying one player makes a, a difference. McGrath is definitely yeah. going to boot that game. I think yeah. he's a, a big player for St Mern. I, I honestly see a draw written all over the top here. Mm -hmm. Livingston against Dundee United then. So can Tam Courts, who's got them up there challenging at the top, have a win at Almond Vale? No, I'm going to go Livingston. Right. Wow. Yes. Yeah, you got it right at the weekend. You went mm -hmm. Livy. He stole my thunder. I'm going for it as well. I'm going for Livingston to beat Dundee United. Is it the surface? Is it the yeah? But everything yeah. And, and and Livingston just. I think Livingston look as though they're ready to go in that wee five six game run. Right. And I think that's why I think they'll do it. Even without Marvin Bartley, it's great to see him on the telly and hear and uh, go radio. Well, that, that, that's uh, the best the decision that, that David yeah. Martindale's made is to mm -hmm. not play, use him as a player. It's worked great for them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he'll, he'll get you when he comes in hopefully oh, in the next few days that one. Yep. Dundee against Ross County I, I completely agree with what you said a few moments ago Mark these are great games oh, brilliant game yeah. Dundee to win for me mm -hmm. you reckon yes. Ross County continue that uh, really poor run what do you think Mark? I'm going to go Ross County to turn a wee bit of a corner and get a point one each and St Johnson Hearts Mark? 
I'm going to go for St Johnson to nick it 2-1 because they're better than the league position and the yeah. points position Barry what do you yeah, think yeah I think St Johnson a, a false right. position as well um, it's been a bit of a sturdy start by St Johnson's standard obviously mm. over the, the last year or so since Callum's come in I'm going to go a draw in that one. I think there's going to be a few draws in this uh, Wednesday card. I started off by saying who'd be a football manager. Well, at £10 million a year for Solskjaer, it's a lot of money. Everyone likes Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. <laughs> Is he going to last? I struggle with that. I know, that exactly. as well. <laughs> just stick to yeah, Ollie. Sure. I just say Ollie. Yeah, to Ollie. That's what I should have done. Is he going to last or do you think they'll... they'll I mean, I guess... Yeah, what do you think? The I, think he was going, I think if he was going to get sacked, it would have happened last night after the game or today. It's clearly not happened. I think they're just... They're going to have to go with him for another. Because see the next, I think it's three games. They've got yeah, Tottenham away, Spurs, yeah. Atalanta, and Man, Manchester Man City. Derby. Yep, the Derby. I think they're going to leave it to after the national break and yep. assess it. Then I agree with you. I think and that's what they'll do. I think they'll get beaten the three games. Who's, all, all three. Yeah, who's the next? Who's the next man? Is it? Yep. Is it Brendan Rodgers? Is it Antonio Conte? Who, who's the next? Who's the next manager? Well, that. he's thinking. Who do you think? I think I know who you think. <laughs> I think I'm going to go for <laughs> Brendan. Rogers, but if not Brendan Rogers, then I'm going to say Antonio Conte. Right, okay, yep. Inter Milan manager, of course, until last season. Barry, who do you think if it's going to be Solskjaer going? Listen, the, he's out of job just now. You don't need to pay compensation. I know that wouldn't affect Manchester United because of the money they've got. Conte. Going to be Conte. Barry, good luck. Uh, Aloha against Rangers tomorrow night in the... Cup. Wednesday. Wednesday. Wednesday night. Good luck for that. Yeah. And Mark, uh, enjoy the rest of the week. Yeah. We'll be back See tomorrow night. Live at five. The Go Radio Football Show with the thetaxicentre.com Your exclusive taxi trade savings are waiting on you. Let's go, Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years, and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees, they even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only.